broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Just going to let that uh, beat ride out. Is that what we're going to do? Is that how we're going to start Friday? Just let the beat ride? Just going to hang for a little while? <laughs> Just going to keep letting it ride? Are we in like the uh, recording studio? We got 16 hot bars that we're dropping. You think I'm Jay-Z? Like I just walked in. It's The Rock. Is that what, is that what we're doing today? To be honest, now that I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah, be, be honest with the people, please. The board's doing that thing we were talking about with Jared yesterday where it's, um, we can't recreate the problem. It just happens when I'm on the board. Right. So uh, that's something. But yeah, it's going to be a great show. So so we're here now? Yeah, we're on. So we're live? Is that what you're telling me? Live and in living color. So I got to ask a question because the people want to know, at what point did you decide, I think I'm going to just walk out of the studio while the uh, intro's running and we're going to be okay? Uh, Around 159.50. <laughs> so you did that on purpose? Not on purpose. I was like, oh, man, I don't have headphones. <laughs> and you still don't? No. <laughs> yeah, yes, Enrique. Enrique, who's in studio with us today. Thank you, Enrique, for saving the month. great. Unbelievable. That's a great question. That's why I couldn't find them. You don't know where they're at? No. Nah. There's some headphones behind you, dude. This is a fantastic start to the show. Boy, I couldn't be more proud. This is unbelievable. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Tamon's looking up. Wait a minute. If there was a camera, I would die laughing right now. This is no joke. Raider Nation, this is the funniest thing ever. Tamon is, we have, there's a, we're in the new studio, the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. There is, uh, Enrique, come on to this mic because Enrique just saved Damon. That's hilarious. I don't even know how tall that, that cabinet is. It's not very tall. Go ahead and turn Enrique's mic on, please, because I don't want people to think I'm lying around here. Because I don't make up stuff. Enrique. Yes. Now, how tall was that? That's maybe like 6'1", six 6'2". Six okay. So, what did DeMond do when he was trying to find his headphones that were sitting on top of that ca- cabinet? He just ran right out the door. <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks up. He's looking up like, what am I going to do? I can't jump up there and get that. It's not that I couldn't reach it. Also. No, you absolutely couldn't reach it. My mic cover was in the edit bay because I was recording last night. So, I thought it was in there where I left my mic cover. That makes sense. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> Does it really? You find one thing, you know, peanut butter and jelly, it goes together. Oh, Had the man. mic cover, I was like, okay, I know that's where I left it. Let me go grab that real quick. I see, Enrique. Thought the headphones would have been Let me well. give you a lesson in Radio 101 at the top of the show, 203, Radio Nation Radio 920, Necessary Roughness. Let me give you a, a great lesson. If you find everything you need before the show starts, you don't have to worry about the <laughs> intro running and you running out. So now we're, we're good now? We're good? Damon, you looking good over there? You oh, feeling good? You feeling great. good? You fired up? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Enrique, thank you for All saving right. the day. Thank we you. definitely appreciate you. That's why he's thank here. You. That's why we have Enrique on, on, on site, man. That, I told you this. Between him and, and uh, CEO, I call her up the, at the front, man, they're going to run this radio station at one point. 
Coming up on today's show, Raider Nation, now that we got everything going, now that DeMondum found his headphones on the six-foot cabinet. <laughs> if you could have seen the look on his face when he turned around like, what am I going to do up there? <laughs> DeMond's like, if you don't stop talking about my height. I could have grabbed him. That's all I got to say. Okay. I could have grabbed him. Okay. But, hey, they're not at eye level. Let me just say that no, right they now. No, weren't. they weren't for you. Even for you, if no, you turned around, if I you just looked, him. if you said, okay, but you're also across the room, so you have the vantage point. I do. But yes. I'm also six foot, so it wouldn't have been a big deal. You're well, not six foot. Yeah, exactly. So that extra inch, you would have turned around. <laughs> if you were sitting where I'm sitting, you would have been like, I don't see what you're talking about either. No, I definitely would have seen it. I definitely would have seen it, and I probably would have seen it about 10 minutes ago. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Coming up at 2.30, man, this is going to be a fun show today. Jim Nagy. Reezy Senior Bowl. He's uh, going to come up. The Senior Bowl is coming up in Mobile, Alabama in just a few weeks. Excited about that. We talk about the Shrine Bowl all the time with Eric Galco. Well, we're going to talk about the Senior Bowl. We know Patrick Graham is going to be the head coach of the national team. Uh, also got coaches on the American uh, squad as well. And so they're going to get up close and personal with a lot of these college athletes that are taking their talents to the NFL. So it's a big deal, man. And the Reezy's Bowl is amazing. It really is. It's, it's, uh, it's one of the best events. I haven't been to it yet in person, but I'm one of those guys that watches it on NFL Network all the time. And it's funny, people look at it, and, and, and it's literally practice that you'll see on NFL Network, but I get excited by that kind of stuff. So we'll talk to Jim Nagy coming up at 2.30, talk about the Senior Bowl, talk about the advantages of being on the coaching staff there at the Senior Bowl, and talk about just you know some of the players that are going to be there, some of the folks that he's excited about, and also who... You know, who he talks to in the NFL, as we talk to Eric Galco, he always says that, you know, the NFL communicates directly with him about, okay, this is what we're looking for. These are the type of guys you can bring in. Well, Jim Nagy's going to do the same thing. So at 2.30, we'll talk to him here on the show. And then Rod Woodson, the Hall of Famer. Uh, he's now the Vegas Vipers XFL head football coach. They're going to get their season wrapped, uh, get started right after the Super Bowl gets wrapped up. So uh, Rod Woodson's going to join us at 3 o'clock to talk about the Vegas Vipers. And, of course, we'll dip into the NFL with them as well. But it's always great when we get the Hall of Famer, the HOFer. That's a banger. And in, in, in Super Bowl terms, when we're at the Super Bowl uh, in, in Phoenix, Arizona, and we're, we're booking guests, anytime you get a gold jacket, that's a banger. That's officially a banger. So uh, that's what that would be. Rod Woodson joins us. At 3 o'clock. At 3.30, Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. He'll join the show. And we've been talking about draft-eligible quarterbacks. Obviously, the Raiders have a situation with the quarterback position. At some point, they've got to dip into the draft and get their guy. On Mike Renner's, his mock draft that he has out right now, and mock drafts don't matter on January 20th. On the draft he has out, he's got five quarterbacks going in the first round. So we'll just kind of dip in and scatter shoot talking about the quarterbacks. Not necessarily exactly where they get drafted, but just what he thinks of him and why he has some going, you know, as high as number seven, number four, number three, uh, and then all the way down to number 28, right? And then maybe even who a, a couple later round quarterbacks could be if the Raiders choose not to go get their quarterback in round one. So we'll talk all things quarterbacks in the upcoming draft with Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. He'll join us at 3.30. Michael Janitti, Spotrack.com. He'll join us at 4 o'clock. And we talked about it yesterday on the show with Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers. We talked about Aaron Rodgers and his contract. And I said, is his contract tradable and he said yeah it really is and he kind of broke it down how it's tradable well we'll really go deep into inside the contract numbers with Michael Giannitti we'll also ask him about Jarrett Stidham what does a realistic contract extension look like for him uh, you know how many teams are really going to be in the market for Jarrett Stidham after a two-game sample size that he had with the silver and black so Michael Giannitti will talk all things contracts with us coming up at four o'clock again you can check all, all his work at Spotrack.com. And then at 4.30 every Friday, we have Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. 
He joins the show to talk about, well, the betting lines. And we'll talk about the, the divisional round of the playoffs coming up this weekend. Four really good games I'm excited about. There's three that are really good. One, I don't think it's going to be as good when it comes to the Chiefs and the Jaguars, but we'll talk about at least three of the divisional round games coming up this weekend. We'll do that with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com at 4.30. So, as you can tell, got a loaded show for you. We've already got started on a on a hot note, so you know that it's going to be a hell of a show. I'm sure we got some shenanigans uh, to talk about here and there, but Jim Nagy at 2.30, Rod Woodson at 3, Mike Renner at 3.30, Michael Janetti at 4, and closing things out with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com at 4.30. Now that you know the guests coming up on the show this afternoon, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. And before we even get into a show topic for the day, we already got a couple text messages on our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Mailman Raider Max hit us up and said, Q, that beat got me ghost riding the mail truck. So there you go right there, Demond. You let that beat ride on out. Mailman Raider Max is out there ghost riding the whip, man. And the whip right now while he's working is the mail truck. And I know you're too, you're too young, man. You're not, you're not uh, as old as me. But you, you, did you ever ghost ride? Were you ever ghost riding the whip back in Pahrump? Absolutely not. <laughs> what about your time in Tennessee? Did y'all ghost ride the whip? I'm not ghost riding nothing. <laughs> I know it, I know what it is, but you ain't about to catch me doing it. Well, I'll tell you, man. We may have dabbled and dabbled and ghost rid the whip a couple times back in the day, especially coming out the club. The thing about it is... Coming out the club when I was in Fresno, uh, it, like we did this Tuesday night club, Aldo's. We used to do that club all the time. So there might have been a couple times coming out of Aldo's that we ghost ri- rode the whip. But I'll tell you right now, it wasn't my ride. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my ride, but we ghost rode it. <laughs> we ghost rode it. I remember <laughs> we had a friend, a friend that let us borrow their car to go to the club because we had to go to work. So when I came back later, it was like, hey, so. We might have uh, been ghost riding your whip, uh, little, you know, earlier to today. Uh, they might have been a little upset, but you know. Yeah, a, a little. I mean, we took care of it though. It would be the last time you borrow anything <laughs> from me. Not even a cup of sugar after that. Well, I didn't borrow it. I wasn't driving, but I was, you know, I was, I was in the vehicle. But you ain't have the sense enough to say maybe this is not a good idea. Y'all, no, this ain't our car. I mean, it wasn't mine. It wasn't mine. So I thought it was a good idea. Thought it was cool. Plus, everyone was doing it at that time, right? Everyone's doing it. Why not? Shout out to Mailman Raider Max, who's ghost riding the mail truck right now. And then Gizmo said, stay ready, won't have to get ready. Boom, there you go right there. That's some, that's some words of wisdom right there. Becky Hammond was on NBA Today today, and she said that as well. Did she really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I saw her, <laughs> I saw her yesterday on, uh, on, on NBA Today, too. Yeah, I like her on, on ESPN. I think that I like her when she's able to be more natural, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they have her on TV, and so they make sure that they TV her up. And she don't have to. She's so cool like that. She don't have to be TV'd up. She's just – but they they do it. It's hard to get those – it's hard to get your personality across in those two-minute bites. I know. You know, when you got five people sitting there. But anyway. Yeah, there you go. So, all right, there you go. Stay ready. Won't have to get ready. Now, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the question that we have for you today. And, DeMond, I'll start off with you. We talked, obviously, a lot about the quarterback position. Uh, we're going to talk with Mike Renner about the quarterbacks coming up in the draft. That'll be at 3.30. But as far as this offseason goes, what, in your mind, is the one thing that the Raiders cannot afford to do this offseason? Not what do they have to do, but what can they afford not, what can they not afford to do? Not improve the offensive line. 
Okay. I don't care if that's whiffing on draft picks or free agents. The offensive line has to be improved by the time next season rolls around. I don't care how you do it, but you can't go into it if people are thinking, hey, man, I don't think the offensive line is that much better than it was last season. Right, right. Or just run it back. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. And I've heard people say that, oh, Pro Football Focus says, and I respect Pro Football Focus, and we got Mike Renner coming up at 3.30 from Pro Football Focus. I don't care if they say they're 10th or they're 12th or they're whatever. Uh, they're, they, they, there was a lot to be desired when it comes to the to the offensive line. Uh, they did really well when it came to run blocking. Uh, I, I got to give them a lot of credit because they didn't have any idea who the guy next to them was going to be when the season started. So they finally found the five that they got comfortable with, and they did a good job. But that has to be improved. You're right about that. That is something that they cannot afford uh, to mess up this offseason where they can't afford to, to do something about it. They've got to upgrade that. And for me, I mean, we already know that they're going to bring in a quarterback, whoever it's going to be, or, or they're going to have a new quarterback under center. Let's put it like that. So that's not even a question. I think that, man, I think it's, it's got to be – I mean, I've talked about the defensive line multiple times. I've talked about a defensive tackle and having those guys. But I do think for this Patrick Graham scheme to work – the way he wants it to, I think they've got to have at least one guy that they can consider a shutdown corner. Woo. You know what I mean? Whether that's Nate Hobbs taking a step forward or them saying, you know what, if he takes a step forward, then we got two really good guys. But I think that they need to make sure that they can go and get one short shutdown corner or one guy that they at least expect to be a shutdown corner. Right, because if you draft a guy and you draft a guy high and you think, okay, he could be that, he has to still prove it. Right, so say say they went and I don't know who it is, but just say they went number seven and they went and got the best corner in the in the in the draft. And like I said, I'm not that well versed yet on the draft, so I don't know exactly who that would be. But I've seen some you know some cats from Georgia. I've seen some other guys that could potentially be that top corner, or maybe they go out in free agency and go get the top corner, or maybe they make a trade for someone and go get that top corner. I think that they just need to have a presence on the edge, on the boundary that could be a dude. Well, we can talk to Michael Gennetti about it as well when it comes to maybe is that person available in free agency. And something that you mentioned just now about you're not too versed in the draft. Obviously, we need to do some prep there. But this time last year, <laughs> you knew who the guys were. Well, yeah. But I'm, say- I'm saying so maybe that guy, he's just not in this draft class because right. we already knew last year, Sauce Gardner, right. Derek Stanley Jr. I mean, those guys, even Kobe Bryant. You know why? You know why I was deeper involved in it at this point last year? Because, well, one— I, I don't even know if it was it was this early yet because remember last year the Raiders had a playoff game, so we didn't really start even talking about the draft until after that was over, and that would have been, what, this past weekend that just po- passed by? So I don't even know if we were talking draft at this point, like on this exact date, but with the Raiders now needing a quarterback, all of a sudden most of the focus has been on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe to a, a, a nauseam, to be 100% honest, because I know that there's sometimes I'm like, damn, I don't want to talk about the quarterback no more. I don't care who it is. Just somebody get back there and throw. I don't care. I'm tired of talking about him. What I've realized in this whole quarterback situation, it don't matter what you say, someone's not going to be happy with it. It don't matter what you say. I can start the show and say, welcome into Unnecessary Roughness, and then be silent for 10 minutes. And somebody will be mad about that. Oh, man, you didn't give him enough props. Oh, man, you, 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 you talk too much trash about it. I like You could be silent and not say a word about someone. And, and, and they still go over the wrong way. So I'm taking a break today from the quarterback position when it comes to the guys already in the league, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, again, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about that contract when it comes to Michael Giannini at 4 o'clock. But I'm telling you, man, the talking about the quarterback and 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 and, and Derek Carr has is, is become so, so nauseating. And I can only imagine how long it's going to last. But 
We continue to truck on. That's what we do. So I think, you know, like I said, I think the most important thing for the Raiders in that defense, I think that they can go and draft a bunch of guys and help build that defense up. But I do believe that there's got to be a, a, a shutdown corner on that roster, at least close to a shutdown corner. I'm, I'm, you know, it's very hard to just go and get a shutdown corner. Those guys don't just grow on trees. I mean, Sauce Gardner is about as close to a, a shutdown corner, and that was, what, the number three overall pick? I mean, you know, you had to you had to really go up there to get that guy. So I just think that that's got to be a priority. Make sure you get that guy. Obviously, every level of the defense needs to be addressed, but I don't think that they can go into the next season and think that Patrick Graham's scheme is going to go if they don't have at least one dude that they can look at and say, yeah, that's the guy at the corner position. But we want to hear from you. What in your mind is the one thing the Raiders cannot afford to do this offseason, 702-365-9200, and also 69187, keyword R&R, so Text line, who's up first, Devon? Raider 27. Raider 27, what up? Hey, man, I've needed a little bit of break. There's, you guys may not have noticed, but there's been a lot of weird stuff going on with the Raiders, and I just I just had to take a break, man. You know, so um, I think the most important thing we need to do, and this has two parts, it's offensive and defensive line. We got killed. The, the, the main problem we had in the second half was teams figured out all they have to do is stunt or blitz through the A and B gap, and they're right to the quarterback. There's nobody to stop them. So we got to plug up the center of that line so that there's not somebody in the quarterback's face as soon as he gets, gets the ball. Our defensive line – we gotta we gotta do something about the interior defensive line. Mm-hmm. We can't stop the run. We can't get to the quarterback. We can't push the pocket forward so that Max and Chandler can get to him. So those are the two things that I think are really important. Okay, so if you had to pick between those two things, what would be the one thing that the Raiders cannot afford to either ignore, in your opinion, or, or just not do? Offensive line. Okay, there it is. I like it. I like it. Raider twenty. Thank you for the call. I think DeMond just hung up on you. <laughs> this has been a hell of a day. I think you just hung up on him accident, but that was good. I, I, got, I got what he had to say uh, out. The offensive line, he, he's rolling with you. He also talked about the interior of the defensive line, something that we talked about quite a bit as well. They definitely, there's a lot of work that needs to be addressed on that Raiders defense. But I'm, I'm just gonna, like I said, I'm going to rock with the outside corner. I don't think that they've had that solid shutdown guy in a very long time, and I'd like to see them come out of this offseason with that. Who, uh, let's go back out to the phone line. Who we got up next? Eddie in L.A. Eddie, welcome to the show. Hey, Q, how's you guys doing? Blessed. Middle linebacker. That's what you mm. cannot ignore. This team has just created a, a Bermuda triangle right there in the middle of the field mm-hmm. when no defender's ever there. For me, it starts right there with the middle linebacker. Then you move up front to the nose tackle, hopefully between free agency and the draft, they can fill that. And, yes, I know corners are need, but I, I firmly believe if you shore up that front, that middle, you, it affords you some time to get that shutdown corner that we know we need. But that middle of the field, man, it's just it's something. He lives there. Multiple receivers live there. It, does, it doesn't matter who comes into the Allegiant Stadium. That middle of the field is always open for the taking, and we have gotta shore it up. No matter who's the, uh, whoever, who's on defense, who's calling it, doesn't matter. We need that guy. We need that beast. We need that one dude that everybody's gonna be afraid to come up the middle because you mm-hmm. know you're gonna have to get cracked. That's what we need. They cannot afford to keep ignoring that part of the defense for years. We've hadn't had one since Kirk Morrison. Right. So they got they got to step it up, baby. Right? All right. Stay up. 
I like it. I like it. You know, the, the funny thing about this is, you know, I, I talk about what's the one one thing that they can't afford not to do this offseason, and there's so many things, right? There's so many elements to this team that still need to be addressed. There's a lot more than just one, which is good for the sake of let's have conversation and let's be able to spitball and, you know, have a bunch of different ideas. The bad thing is, well, there's so many areas that they need to address, right? I mean, it's not like there's just – oh, hey, there's that one area that they need to address, and then they're good to go. No, I mean, they literally need corners. I remember the story when uh, Mark Davis told Reggie McKenzie he tore some some papers off or tore, had a piece of paper and tore the little edges off and then handed it to him, and Reggie McKenzie looked at it and was like, what's this? He said, I need some corners, and he gave him the corners of the paper. I thought that was awesome. And I know what everyone says about the defensive line, and I'm with you. You know, I, I think that the defensive line needs to be addressed. I've, I've said that multiple times. But I do think that it's more than just, you know, the defensive line is going to make the corners better. How about have a corner that's really solid as well, right? Have that real deal dude. Because I haven't seen that guy in a while. Again, I had real high hopes for Nate Hobbs this past year. It just didn't pan out for one reason or the other. It just didn't pan out the way that I was expecting it to. A lot of it, I think, had to do with injury, but it just didn't shake out the way that I thought. And maybe he ends up sliding back inside, for all I know. I mean, we'll see what happens when it comes to comes down to training camp and they start getting out there and get some reps, and that's obviously a long way away. I just think at some point they need to have a dude that can walk out there and look at a wide receiver and be like, I got you. I'm in your lunch all day, right? Someone like that. They haven't literally had that guy since Charles Woodson. I don't remember the – I mean, I know they had Namdi. He developed into that guy, right? He did, so I'll give him that. Namdi developed into that guy, but – I mean, C. Wood was the dude. I mean, you knew when the Raiders drafted C. Wood, he was going to go, and he was going to go get on the island and say, okay, I got this cat. You know, like my dad says, play that cat defense. I got that cat, he got this cat. Simple. They haven't had one of those cats in a long time. Let's go back out to the phone line, 702-365-9200. Who we got up now? Paul in Temecula. Paul, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q? What's up, Damon? Chilling. Hey, uh, really, really quick, um, what the Raiders can't afford not to do, is uh, take care of our own. So our own, our own free agents. Josh Jacobs, Jared Stidham, um, even Foster Moreau, if you could get a good contract. And, 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 and pieces like, like uh, Jermaine Illuminor, right, who uh, in an ideal world, he was your starter last year, he would be your backup this year moving forward, you know? Guys that know the system, guys that know the culture, um, take care of your own first. What's the point of drafting good players, developing them, and then just letting them walk out the door. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, and then as, as you're building a team, you could focus on free agency and you could cover up these, these holes by taking care of our own. So I think the Raiders can't not afford not to take care of their own. Okay. I like it. I like it. You know what? I think this, uh, this new staff has done a good job of taking care of their own. I mean, that was the first order of operation when they got with the team, right? They signed Max Crosby to a contract extension. They made sure that Darren Waller got a contract extension. They made sure Hunter Renfro got a contract extension. At the time, Derek Carr got a contract extension. I mean, they took care of their own, and so I can I can respect that. I'm expecting them to take care of Josh Jacobs in some shape or form this uh, this offseason. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I'm expecting them to do that. But, you know, you're right. That's a sign when you take care of your own, that's a message that is sent across the league too. If you go to this organization and perform the way you're supposed to, these guys will reward you and take care of you. That's something that I think was very important that Dave Ziegler and company did the minute that they took over with the silver and black. Thank you for that call, Paul. We do appreciate you. Again, 702-365-9200. We got some text that I want to get to on the don'tbebroke.com text line. 
This one is from the 707. Well, I feel something that they actually can't afford to do is make more big splash, uh, big splash moves like last offseason and then have no wins again to show for it. So uh, go make a big move like the Chandler Jones was a big move. Devontae Adams was a big move. Now, Devontae Adams had a hell of a season. All right, 1,500 yards, 100 catches, 14 touchdowns. I think you take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Obviously, it didn't turn into the wins that the Raiders expected, but that was I think that was a, a successful trade that they made. Chandler Jones, that signing, not so much. Uh, let's see, 210. Oh, no, this is from Peg Leg Raider. He's in the 916 right now. He says, sign me up for a sideline-to-sideline linebacker that strikes fear in people. Again, it's from Peg Leg Raider, who's back in the 916. He's San Antonio, but he's in Sacramento, California right now. So shout-out to Peg Leg Raider. And there you go, DeMond, again, uh, sideline-to-sideline linebacker. We've heard that a couple times already on the show. I just don't know. When it comes to that seventh pick, and I know that they can get him in free agency or, or whatever the case may be, I still I'm high on Denzel Perryman. Right, I don't really? know. That's just me. Okay. I I know he's not the best middle linebacker in the world, but when it comes to production, when he's out there, I know that that's the big if. Right. But when he's out there, he's productive to me. Okay. I like it. I like it. One more text, and then we'll take a break. Mailman Raider said, "Q, I'm gonna beat the same drum." <clears throat> Excuse me, man. What's really going on around here? Uh, Mailman Raider said, "Q, I'm gonna beat the same drum. I've been beating all year." We can't go into the next season with Chandler as our starting defensive end. I know he picked it up a little bit, but, man, he's not that dude he was uh, anymore. We got to get help from Max. That's from Mailman Raider. So there you go. A lot of great text to get to. We'll definitely get to that on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R, and, of course, the listener line as well, 702-365-9200. Don't call us just yet. Coming up next, Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl. He's going to join us right now to talk about how the Senior Bowl is put together, all that good stuff. It's all coming up next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. What in your mind is the one thing the Raiders cannot afford to do? This offseason, let us know on the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187 keyword R&R. Join us now on the phone line, Senior Bowl, from the Senior Bowl, representing the Senior Bowl in a major way is Jim Nagy. And Jim, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. So excited to have you on. And when it comes to the Senior Bowl time, when you know so- folks are starting to talk about it, starting to think about you know going down to Mobile, Alabama and preparing for all the activities, do you still get butterflies in your belly? You still get excited about this? <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. No, I I do. I, it's my favorite day of the year is player arrival day. Uh, you know, it's kind of a year-round scouting process for us. And, uh, you know, there's obviously a recruiting element to it, too. So, to uh, you know, to get all the guys here on Sunday uh, when they roll into the hotel, it's uh, it's like Christmas morning down here. So, no, it's it's still, uh, still a lot of fun. What kind of communication do you have with NFL teams throughout the course of the year uh, as far as, okay, these are the kind of players that we might be looking for or this is, you know, kind of what's on our radar, what's on your radar? Like, do you guys kind of go back and forth and collaborate a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Constant communication, and that's the value of, of uh, my background and spending a couple of decades in the NFL. Um, these rosters are for them, not for not for us. <laughs> you know, like, we're not building we're not building a football team long term, so – Again, most of the guys that are GMs in the league are guys that I came into the league with, um, you know, back in the late in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, and so, yeah, we, you know, it's, it's it's important for us that we do our own work. Uh, we had nine former NFL scouts on our staff this year, with you know 170 
plus years of, of NFL experience, and we're out at games every Saturday. So that's a, that's a great. Not just I'm not disconnecting, but all our scouts are too. And and uh, and yeah, we want that feedback. We want. I mean, at the end of the day, we we want we want to bring all the guys they want to see. So yeah, it's it's literally constant communication and grade sharing and. Um, just trying to try, trying to build the best rosters as possible, and we can't do that without those guys. Talking right now with Jim Nagy. He's the executive director of the Senior Bowl here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. And so we found out here locally that Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator for the Raiders, he's going to be the head coach of the national team. But you guys made the coaching staffs a little bit different. It's not just, you know, the like the Raiders versus the Chiefs or whatever or, or those kind of staffs. It's it's individual coaches are putting together these uh, these coaching staffs and, and these sides from the national and the American side. What went into kind of the changing up of the coaching staffs? Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't our choice. That was the NFL league office. So we're just rolling with the punches here. Um, okay. Honestly, though, I you know I think both formats are good. Uh, we had the coaches for seventy three years, so it was an abrupt change. I did, I didn't necessarily agree with it, um, but I like this format. We're gonna you know we had to vote on Monday, and uh, we've got sixteen of the of the eighteen non playoff teams here. So if you're an agent or you're a player um, and you want to be exposed to as many teams as possible, drafting up high in the draft. Um, you know, this staff set up great, and, you know, getting a guy like Patrick Graham, who I've got a little background with, um, you know, we were in new England, a little carryover in new England together. Um, I was a road scout and he was a, a, a young, uh, defensive line coach. So when you're an area scout, man, you are not around the building all that much. So we had a, <laughs> we had a little bit of care. We had a little bit of carryover that, that one year, but it's been cool to kind of reunite with Pat. And, uh, we got a lot of, a lot of the same people, you know, coming from the same trees together. And, and, uh, so there, we do have some background there. So it's, it's been great. I think we, we're going to end up with like four or five Raiders guys on the staff. And, you know, I've, I've, Dave Ziegler is the guy that I talked to quite a bit during the fall as we go. And, you know, Josh McDaniels and I spent a lot of time together in New England. So, and they actually hired one of our guys up our senior bowl staff last year to work in the front office. So a lot of connections with the Raiders and, and they're going to get a really good look at this roster. Um, on both sides because they have coaches on on both the American and national side. What goes what goes into the or not what goes into it, but what is the advantage in your mind when the coaches are on the staffs and they get that up close to personal interaction with these players? Uh, you know, I, I'd say the biggest thing is the meeting room time. Um, that thing that's it's one thing to go into a school as a scout and talk to position coaches and coordinators about how these guys learn and. And, you know, how they conduct themselves in the room, what kind of teammates they are. But it's another thing to actually see it, you know, and, in, 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 um, you know, when you're the one trying to teach, when you're the one trying to coach um, and, and figure out how these guys and then how they respond to you on the practice field as well. Um, you know, I think one-on-one drills are a big part of Senior Bowl week that everyone loves to watch, whether it's the O-line, D-line or wide receiver DBs. Um, but, you know, we do back-to-back reps with the O-line, D-line. And, and you know, guys, are everyone's going to lose over, over the point of the week. You're going to get your butt whooped at one point um, and to see how they respond. You know, you're up there in the drills. You see facial expression. You see body body language. Who can really bounce back uh, in the mental toughness part of it? So all that stuff, man. And then, you know, just having three meals a day with these guys and getting to know them a little better, you know, on a personal level. I think all those things are great takeaways. And, the nice thing about Mobile, I always, I always, as a scout, I always like Mobile the best in terms of connecting with players because it's a little more laid back environment than the combine. Combine's a little more corporate, um, and you know, I always, we always felt like, you know, the teams I worked for, you met the real kid, you met the real player in Mobile because you know, you, you fast forward another month, that's another month of them being around their agents and 
and all their handlers, and they're getting them prepped up for these interviews. So it was always it was always interesting to see how the interviews change from Mobile to, to Indianapolis, and how how uh, you know a, a little more a little more uh, coached up they were, if mm-hmm. you will, by yeah. the time they get to Indy. So it's just a lot of that stuff, a lot of a lot of great behind the scenes stuff. Jim Nagy is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. And let's say roughness, my man Demond's got one for you. You mentioned how you're out every weekend at these college games scouting players, but what else goes into determining the roster for the Senior Bowl? Well, you know, the biggest thing for us was to, when we got here, was to build a, a real football operation. Like, we didn't even have tape in the office. No All-Star game did. Had tape and had, had access to college tape. So that was the first, that was the first step the first year was getting the league office to uh, release college tape to us. But um, And then building on a step and doing our own work. Like, I'm not all about just asking for things. You know, like, I wanted – I didn't want us just to be takers. I wanted us to be givers too. So, you know, but we're not we're not a billion dollar NFL franchise. We don't have that budget to be in schools every single day. Like that's impossible. Um, so the best thing, you know, the next best thing is having a connected staff that knows a bunch of scouts, that knows a bunch of college coaches that you know will take our phone calls when we when we place calls, and then it, then it's just going to games on Saturdays and watching all the tape during the week. Um, and really, that's that's what it's all about. And then if you have people that will take your phone calls. And you can figure out the other stuff that can fall through the cracks, like character information, medical information, uh, testing numbers. That was one of the first things Phil Savage, my predecessor, warned me. He's like, Jim, your draft is going to be in November, not April, and you're not going to have combine numbers. You're not going to have all those things. So, yeah, and then it's, then it's just a collaborative process with the guys in the league in terms of, you know, vetting out our grades with theirs and, and uh, trying to bring the best players. And that's, that's – it's, a, it's, a, it's actually – from where we started to where we are now, um, it's about as good a process as we can get. Something that you mentioned was the were the one-on-one drills that happened at the Senior Bowl, and everybody's going to get beat. But can you think of a specific player, maybe one or two, that you saw that their stock rose after a performance that people saw them put on in one-on-one drills? Shoot, man, there's like 15 of those examples every year. <laughs> I mean, like, no, honestly, quite honestly, like last year at this time, Cole Strange um, from mm. Tennessee Chattanooga, mm-hmm. and really the guy – I'll, I'll cut myself off there. The guys that make the biggest jumps are the small school guys, always. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there's some big school players. Terry McLaurin was a guy that when he came to Mobile, you know, four years ago, um, part of the biggest reason I invited him was his special team tape. He was a hell of a gunner on punt team. You saw the speed. He was really the number two receiver behind Paris Campbell that year at Ohio State. Um, and, and everyone in the league got fifth and sixth round grades on him. You know, and Terry came down here. He was the fastest player on our GPS tracking stuff. Nobody could cover him. He ended up going in the third round, so that's a nice two or three round jump for yeah. a Big Ten player. Mm-hmm. Um, in in hindsight, now Terry was way underdrafted. He should have been a first round pick. <laughs> but uh, but a guy like Cole Strange a year ago at this time, Cole Strange was a fourth or fifth round pick out of Tennessee chat for everybody, and he came down in one on ones and and he couldn't you know he he, he had a, a couple reps where he lost to uh, Travis Jones from UConn pushed him a little bit. Uh, but Cole had a, a, a monster week down here and goes a 29 overall to, to the New England Patriots. So that's a that's a massive jump moving up four or five rounds. And Christian Watson's kind of in that same boat, the North Dakota State receiver, mm-hmm. who really had a, a big second half of the year for the Packers. He was a fourth or fifth rounder, too. Uh, consensus across the league. Didn't talk to one team that had a third-round grade or higher. It was all fours and fives on Christian. And he ended up going 34th overall. So that's another huge jump. But, yeah, these guys. The one-on-one stuff can can really help. Um, you know, just the just the mano mano stuff is is there's a lot of great takeaways. 
Is there a position group or two that you think is a little bit deeper and you really can't wait to see them compete when the, the competition comes up in a couple of weeks? I would say our running back crew. Um, I think to talk to anyone that's you know, ever been involved in an all-star game. I mean, running backs is, is probably the hardest position because a lot of those guys bounce as juniors, and, and you can't blame them. Mm-hmm. They, they put their bodies on the line more than anyone, and they, they take the physical toll on them. So I get it when they're juniors and they leave at that position. But, so, but this year – Kenny McIntosh from Georgia was a huge get for us. Uh, we hadn't done well in that Georgia running back room for a while, going back to like when Sony and Nick Chubb were there. Um, but but Kenny's a really explosive player, played in a rotation. I think he's going to be an NFL starter. Then you got Tajay Spears from Tulane. I think we all saw what he did this year, and in, especially in that Cotton Bowl against USC. I think he's an NFL starter. Um, Bijan, uh, you know, Bijan Robinson's backup mm. in Texas. Roshan Johnson, mm-hmm. I think, is going to be an NFL starter. I don't think Roshan gets out of out of the second, you know, day two, second, third round um, for a guy that was a backup at the college level. So um, I re- I'm really excited about that that running back room this year. Chase Brown at Illinois is another one. Chase had a monster year up up in Illinois, and um, so we we could have four or five NFL starters out of that group. Talking right now with Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Just got a couple more questions for you. Have you noticed over the years more guys wanting to be at the Senior Bowl as opposed to saying, well, I've already put out some really good film. I don't think I need to participate. No, it, they, they certainly it's helped. No, it, it's easier now than it was five years ago. Um, we've really used social media over the years to connect with these players, and that was that was part of it. You know, the agent community told me, Jim, like your challenge is to wrestle the power away from us a little bit. You know, some of these players are getting senior bowl invites and they don't know a lot about the game and they, you know, they come to us like, what should we do? Should we play in this? Should we not play in this? And, uh, you know, the power of social media is, is, is big. You know, our first year here, we, we only had 40 million impressions on social media, on Twitter. Twitter is our main platform to connect with these guys. We have some Instagram too, but just on Twitter was 40 million. Well, this year it was over 400 million. Wow! So, um, you, you know, we're tagging these guys all the time and, and posts from, especially those those pregame posts that we do at the games on Saturdays. So when they get the invite, they're excited. And now we're in year five, um, so all these guys have seen four years of players at their schools both go before them, um, and they're our, they're our best recruiters. These guys that come down here and have great weeks and great experiences, I mean, they're going back to the the guys that are in the room um, after them and telling them to come down here to Mobile. So. No, it, is, it has certainly gotten easy over the last five years. And another thing that helps, and I'll give you guys a compliment on this, is the tagline, the draft starts in Mobile. I love that <laughs> yeah, as well. <laughs> that is awesome. That's awesome. But something that I wanted to ask you about are the quarterbacks. What have you seen in your time since hosting this, that how the quarterbacks can stand out besides you know making the throws? What are coaches looking for from them at the Senior Bowl? Yeah, we we we've on it. We're on a stretch of seven straight years with a with a first round quarterback, and that might get snapped this year because um, <laughs> Will Levis isn't going to be able to play from Kentucky. He's got a a foot thing he's been dealing with since late in the year, and it's not right yet. So, but no, those guys, those guys, whether it be you know the Justin Herberts, Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, um, you know Russell Wilson, Dak. I mean Josh Allen. It's uh, it's showing things that they don't show in college, and and you guys all see it on Saturdays. I mean they're taking. These guys are on the sidelines holding up a cue card with, you know, Bugs Bunny and a, you know, a can of Coke on there for their play calls. And now they come down here and uh, I'll never forget the first year I was down here. John Gruden was one of our coaches. And, and if you know anything about Gruden's West Coast background, it's, it's really high volume, heavy verbiage. And uh, Daniel Jones, the first day, like I felt so bad. He, 
he couldn't even spit out play calls the first day <laughs> and Gruden was riding his butt and it was really, really rough day on Daniel. So just, just like taking calls, getting in a huddle, um, taking, taking snaps from under center. It's amazing how many of these guys just don't take snaps from under center at all. We, we got guys practicing on Sunday night. A few years ago, Gardner Minshew asked me for all the center phone numbers the first night. And the next thing I know, they're all down in the they're all down in the uh, player lounge doing under center snaps, getting ready for practice. Wow. So just a just a lot of that stuff, a lot of the leadership stuff, how how they connect with a new group of players, not their guys at their school that they've been with for three, four, five years. Um, I think you can see some really good things on the leadership piece. And then again, sometimes watching tape, um, arm strength can can sometimes be difficult to decipher true arm strength. So to get these guys down here and let them rip it for a week and let these guys see it live as opposed to just seeing it on tape, um, they, can all, they, can, they can definitely help themselves that way too. We got a text message asking, uh, you said earlier that the, there's going to be multiple uh, coaches from the Raiders there in Mobile. We know about Patrick Graham and Matt Edwards. There's other guys out there as well? Yeah, they'll be announced the next couple of days. We're okay. pushing out uh, position groups right now, um, and we're announcing basically the position coach with the, with the guys he's going to be he or she is going to be coaching during the week. So yeah, that'll, that'll, I think we're going to wrap that up by the end of the weekend. So just stay tuned. Okay. We're going to push a bunch of content during the uh, NFL playoff games this weekend. There you go. That's what you call ladies and gentlemen, professional tease right there from Jim Nagy. I like that. <laughs> well, let's close it out with this. Let's bring it back home. You mentioned earlier, you're familiar with Patrick Graham. You're familiar with Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, obviously the new England ties. So uh, you can kind of dip into the mind of Dave Ziegler, the GM of the Raiders right now, when it comes to roster building, when it comes to putting together a team, Team, what's what's the philosophy that you know from from your your familiarity with Dave Ziegler? Well, you know, Dave and I never had any carry over there. He got there right after I left, um, and then stayed there a long time. And I went to Kansas City and Seattle after that. But again, we have common people. And in the last few years, when he was in New England, he was kind of my go-to guy when it came to like we talked about earlier in the call about you know using the NFL and the connections. Dave was Dave was one of my go-to guys to call and bounce players off and and talk, talk players with, um, but it, you know, it, I'll just say this about the new England model. Um, we really emphasize football intelligence, position versatility, as opposed to like in Seattle was a different model. We, we emphasize tools and traits, um, and, and those sorts of things. So there's just, there's a different value system, uh, depending on what team you work for. And I, I know the Raiders are going to look for guys that, uh, highly intelligent guys that can move around, um, have roles, have defined specific roles. And uh, I think the biggest challenge for the Raiders, it's obviously no, <laughs> no big shock. They got, they got to figure out what's going on at the quarterback spot. You right. know? And I think given Stidham, given Stidham a couple, you know, a two game audition, at least gave him a little bit of insight. You know, it's hard to, hard to get a quarterback when you're not seeing him play on, on real Sundays, as opposed to just the preseason. So I know that's why they wanted to do that. Um, but that's they're you know they're gonna have to get that position settled and that's obviously no secret. But but yeah, I, I would say that's what they're they're gonna look for smart football players that can play roles and have some versatility. There there it is. I'm telling you something that we've heard from from Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. You know they're looking for those intelligent football players like you said, and they're looking for versatility. And you know just a shout out to the Senior Bowl. The last quarterback that the Raiders had stayed with the team nine years, and he came from the Senior Bowl. Just saying, just throwing it out there. So there you go. It's a feather in the cap of the Senior Bowl. So, uh, Jim, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We look forward to the announcements over the weekend and also, of course, all the activities coming live from uh, Mobile, Alabama uh, that first week or that last week in January, first couple days in February. We appreciate you. 
Yeah, thanks for having me on, fellas. And, yeah, all three days of practice, NFL Network, NFL Plus, and ESPN. So if you want to catch it, you can catch it. Oh, we will. <laughs> we will. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you. Jim Nagy right there from the Senior Bowl. Fantastic stuff. And that is something, Damon, that we've heard from, from GM Dave Ziegler multiple times. Versatility, intelligent football players, that's what they're looking for. And Dylan Parham jumps off the board to me. That's exactly yep. who they want when they yep. draft a player. Yep. That's exactly what they said that they were going to be looking for, and that's exactly what they went out there and got. So if you're looking for guys, if you're going through the mock drafts, you're doing all the mock draft stuff, you know what you could do? Do yourself a favor. Look for guys that can play multiple roles. Look for guys that have high football IQ. That's the guys that Dave Ziegler, Champ Kelly, Josh McDaniels are all looking for in the upcoming draft. 2.48 is the time. We'll come back, close out hour number one of the show. It's Rare Nation Radio, 920. Ten questions. You like that? Perfect. All right, then. If you didn't come back with the Packers, what team it was in your mind to go play? This is my question. If you didn't come back with the Packers, yeah. What NFA team was in your mind to go play? The uh, Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders. Yep. I take for you. <laughs> now back to unnecessary roughness with your boy Q. So that was Serge Ibaka and Aaron Rodgers sitting around a table. What? 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 How? Give me the little background on that one, Demar. It was a Serge Ibaka show. He has like a cooking show and he has a guest on. Okay. Uh, but this, the, it was Serge Ibaka, the NBA player, has a cooking show. Yes, he does. Okay. Hey, man, multi, multi talented man there. Very versatile. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so on the show, uh, he has a segment called Spicy Questions. Okay. So, uh, and also, if you, if you don't answer the question, you have to drink or eat something. And uh, it was something, it had like a live, let's say, insect in it. Oh, and, really? And Aaron Rodgers was like, I'm not drinking. Oh, that. was that like a scorpion shot? Yeah, something like that. Okay. And Aaron Rodgers was okay. like, I'm not doing it. He's like, I'll drink. I'll I drink almost for you. did that one day. <laughs> Me and the wife were out uh, and we were having lunch. And this lady said, oh, do you guys want a scorpion shot? And she looked at me. And I thought she looked at me like, yeah, I think you want one. But she was looking at me like, I know you don't want one. But I took it the other way. I took it like she thought that I really wanted one. So I didn't want to be no punk, right? I didn't want to back down. I didn't want to be like, oh, no, no, thank you, my brother. So I was like, well. What does it taste like? She goes, oh, that's disgusting. You're not thinking about it, are you? And I was like, oh, no. Okay. You know, so, yeah, I mean, so she bailed me out, but I was, it was all good. It was all good. But, yeah, I, I saw a scorpion shot, and I thought about it. Someone someone next to us took it. I want to say that did they? I think they swallowed the scorpion, too. So if it's disgusting, did she just have to mention it to the customers? Well, she didn't say it was disgusting. That was the wife. Oh, okay. Oh, that was the wife. Yeah, the wife oh. was like, don't do that. You know, certain things that, you know, if the wife says don't do it, there's just you just can't do it. Because that could change the game later on, right? You know? Hey, wife, you want me to give, want me to give you a kiss before I go? No. You just had a scorpion shot. Hell no. <laughs> I don't want to mess up my chances <laughs> later on, brother. <laughs> That's why we had lunch to begin with. <laughs> it's, like old, it's like an old box of Cracker Jacks, right? You're trying to get to the toy surprise at the end of the box, man. You can't mess it up on the way. Now you call Bug Boy or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you go to the dentist's office, man, and you, you, you go in the little treasure chest and there ain't no treasure. You're missing out. I don't want to be missing out. So that was Aaron Rodgers. He said Oakland Raiders so he can avoid answering the question is, is my best guess. But he said the Raiders. I just want to stir the pot a little bit. That's all. He's, he said Oakland Raiders, though. So he tried to, he tried to avoid the question in, in true Aaron Rodgers fashion. How, how old is that? Oh, that was about a month ago. Okay. Also, while he was still a Packer. While he was still a Packer. Well, he's still a Packer, actually. I don't know why I'm talking about it. It's not like he's a free agent. He's under contract. That's interesting. Okay. Well, 
He said Oakland Raiders, so there's there's nothing to that. But yeah, good way to good way to try to stir the pot there, uh, Demon. Rod Woodson, Vegas Vipers, XFL team. He's going to join the show in a matter of minutes. We do want to hear from you. What in your mind is the one thing the Raiders can't afford to do this offseason? Glenn in San Jose, he's funny. He hit us up and said the Raiders cannot afford to blow double-digit leads to teams they should be blowing out in the first place. Glenn, they can't win games in the offseason. <laughs> That's the problem. They won too many games in the offseason, right? They went 4-0 in the preseason. Save some of those wins for the regular season. I'm talking about what they can't afford to do in the offseason. Also got a text saying secondary will benefit from the better defensive line. Okay. Build the trenches, both offensive line and D-line, okay. And this one, I like this one. Jacobs is too important to the locker room and to the offensive scheme. The pressure he takes off the passing game also makes him the next quarterback's, the quarterback's best friend. Whoever that may be, he's just that guy, and the Raiders need to keep stacking these type of guys. So make sure that they hold on to Josh Jacobs. They cannot afford to let him go. That's a good way to stop the, this this madness here while DeMond's getting me talking about scorpion shots. But we do want to hear from you on the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. What in your mind is the one thing the Raiders cannot afford to do this offseason? Let us know about it. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.